0: What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun.
1: I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm
0: sorry, boy. Boy. Boy.
1: Boy. Welcome, listeners, to Premium Chapter 191 of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the Oath Keepers episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rokotansky, Michael Borman, Abner Hauge, Julian Fields, and Travis View. This week, we're taking a deep dive into the Oath Keepers, the right wing nonprofit slash militia now on trial for a seditious conspiracy after storming the Capitol. If you're unfamiliar with the group, they were started in 2009 and are mostly composed of former military and law enforcement members. They claim to be defending the Constitution while being heavily influenced by sovereign citizenship and other strange ideas we've explored on this podcast in the past. Our guest writers this week are from the fantastic investigative outlet known as Left Coast Right Watch, and they've spent plenty of time looking into the organization firsthand, including their leader, Elmer Stewart Rhodes, a lawyer and former paratrooper who has a habit of making outlandish boasts and, unsurprisingly, being pretty racist.
2: So, let's jump right into it.
0: The man on the rooftop. June 3rd,
2: 2017. I'm at the airport in Portland, Oregon. I'd flown there to cover an anti-fascist protest the following day. Turned out others had the same idea. One was Kyle Chapman, a 6'4 fascist brawler better known as Bass Stickman. He recognized me from protests in Berkeley and chose this moment to tell me how Google uploads human brains to the internet. I nodded along as we walked to the baggage claim. Some of his heavy-set, camel-clad friends were already there. They said they were members of the Oath Keepers. At this point in my life, I'd never touched a gun before. All I knew about these guys was they'd stood on the rooftops with their rifles during the Black Lives Matter protests in Ferguson. I nervously introduced myself and Stickman invited me to have dinner with them that evening. I said yes. The cab dropped me off a few blocks away from the restaurant. Downtown Portland was having some kind of festival. Street performers and kids blowing bubbles ran around. Queer couples and nice people with brightly dyed hair clapped and cheered. It looked a lot more fun than a meal with a militia. My heart was pounding as I pushed open the big glass archway door. The place was called Fogo de Chao. It was a high ticket place with red carpets and lofty ceilings. Instead of a menu, tuxedoed waiters ran from table to table with platters and skewers. I felt like I was in Vegas. The party was all the way in the back, about twelve grim guys in grunt-style t-shirts and Oakleys on their ball caps. Stickman finally spotted me and waved me to an empty seat beside him. Right across the table, at the center of the gathering sat a man with an eye patch. I plopped my bag full of camera gear down and reached in for the audio recorder. I'll give
0: you an interview later, dude. Not
2: now, he said. This it turned out was Stuart Rhodes. A waiter appeared at my elbow, thrusting a sword under my nose. Steaming chunks of pork were impaled on the blade. Costella de porco? He explained, whipping out a second blade to slide some onto my plate. Each man's dish seemed heaped high with meat and little else. They ate joylessly, looking back at Rhodes to see if he was speaking before taking another bite. Only Stickman seemed to be having a good time, wolfing down steak, pork, and cheesy biscuits. Rhodes was king of this court, and now he resumed a lecture I had clearly interrupted. He pointed at Stickman.
0: See? Antifa is scared of you, Kyle, because you'll beat the shit out of them.
2: Stickman didn't look up. Rhodes carried on without missing a beat.
0: They're scared of us, because if they get too out of line, we'll shoot them.
2: What the hell had I walked into, I wondered. You're a journalist, said some inner voice. Ask him a question. I swallowed the meat and timidly asked Rhodes what he thought of Richard Spencer, the dapper Nazi who wanted a white ethnostate through quote-unquote peaceful ethnic cleansing. Big mistake. Just mentioning Spencer made Rhodes' face turn dark with anger.
0: It'll be a civil war between me and him. Once we get rid of all the commies, he's done. I've got Mexican family. I'm a quarter Mexican dude. I'm not leaving so he can have a whites-only state. It's going to be a fight between me and him.
2: Rhodes gripped his steak knife, but his mind wasn't on the meal anymore. He leaned forward over his plate, his one eye flashing in anger as he gave me a warning.
0: Look, dude, I'll talk to you about shooting guns or getting pussy, but I don't want to hear another word about Richard fucking
2: Spencer. I decided to drop it. Stewart Rhodes Oathkeeper's founder, Elmer Stewart Rhodes, was born in 1966 in California's second most cursed city, Fresno. <laughs> he grew up across the southwest, sometimes living with his mom and sometimes with his migrant farmworker grandparents. Stewart's mama was a minister with her own radio show and went by the name Dusty Buckle. As Rhodes' son Dakota Adams told me on Twitter, She did a crystal-healing Jesus Church, many multi-level marketing schemes, numerous sketchy
1: real estate ventures, and huge block parties. Her radio station handle was Blue Nun, and her catchphrase was, Good beautiful day. The block parties were probably plugged into the swinger scene, and she was married to a hot dog eating contest world champion, and a guy who traveled the country with an infrasound meditation trailer. (laughs) Jesus Christ.